Yo, what up? It's your girl, Jilly B. And your girl, K-Dubs. And we are here for pod number 16. And I am with the Ernie Queen. What, what? You tune in now to this pickleball life. I'm K-Dubs and Jilly B is my wife. She's the pro and I've got the filler. She's sweet to me, but on the court, she's a killer. Unadulterated and efficiently bringing you the best and worst things in PB. Tell your friends and stay for another. And no one loves us more than your mother. One thing's for sure, one hit and you're addicted. Grab a pile, grab a court, don't resist it. So click subscribe, let's go, let's get cracking. Sing song done, let's go, let's get laughing. This pickleball life. I actually love your Ernie Queen PB Gods shirt almost as much as I love my brand new pickleball is my happy place crop top super soft t-shirt again from PB Gods. In rainbow. Actually, I don't think we should call this pod number 16. I think we should call it adventure pod, outdoor pod, nature pod. If you're not watching on video, we are in beautiful Aspen, Colorado. My hometown, and not only Aspen, Colorado, but we are specifically in the John Denver Sanctuary. Does not get more Colorado than that. It is gorgeous. You might hear kids playing, birds chirping, and river water running. It's a view of Aspen Mountain and Maroon Bells. I mean, get yourself here. And I think we needed this. We needed a few days in Aspen because it was a hectic week, was it not? It was a lot. It was a lot. What did we have? We had the draft. We had the draft. We had the Flegelman Clinic. Mm-hmm. And we had PPA Denver. Yep. And we drove here from Denver. Well, to be fair, your father drove because we slept. We slept and we ate Chipotle and had a beer at Chipotle. So we might have napped in the car. But thank you, day. Dad. It was a big day. <laughs> um, well, I would love just to hop into, I think, the question that's on most people's minds. Jill, how do you feel after not getting drafted to Premier? You know, I was really disappointed for the first like two hours afterwards. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I just got drafted to the New York Hustlers, probably the most iconic team in MLP short history that has the Netflix Spring Hill documentary following them around. Absolutely. First female drafted. And I think super lucky that they went with four guys before you. Like Thank not goodness. only the Hustlers are the Hustlers, but they had the number five slot, which as we know from some other premier players, like they were worried about going too soon because it's tough to be Ben Johns. It's tough to be Rob Nunnery, and then you've got to wait all the way to come around. So five, you get a little bit more of that upper middle line on the draft. I think, too, what made me feel so good was getting to hand-select my team, and it was the first time, because you might remember that last season I came in in the challenger draft. The shuffle. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) The shuffle draft for challenger. So this was my first experience, like getting the phone call from the team owner, which is Corey, the general manager. If you're not a total MLP pickleball nerd like some of us, the shuffle draft happens between events. Right. So with challenger, they have the opportunity to pick people who are not already in the league. Whereas the premier teams have to stay within that premier group. Mm-hmm. So you can't grab someone who's playing really great and challenger you. until the season's over. Thank you. That was, that was helpful context. Um, so having the opportunity to be on the call with uh, Jason Stein from LeBron James's group and Corey, our general manager. And then we had two premier players that were helping us draft as well. And I'm so grateful they were there because I threw out the name Kyle Yates for my second pick. And the ownership was like, oh, you know, he's going to miss an event. And, you know, we have these concerns. And right away, um, 
uh, it was Anna and James who were helping us draft. We're like, no, like we're really in agreement with Jill here. Like Kyle's a steal. So we grabbed Kyle. And then it was like mind blowing that the next available pick, the 20th pick was Sarah Ansbury. My doubles partner. Amazing. <laughs> like how they were left is such a gift. I and mean, that's a big part of all the draft. There's always a steal because mm-hmm. teams have a certain vision of they want a female then or a male then. And these are the people on their board and they let certain great players go. And like mm-hmm. we saw AJ went second to last in the premier draft because he's missing one day for a wedding of one of the events. Yeah. And maybe, you know, whatever other reasons. I thought teams Zane had. was a steal. Yeah. There and were a lot of steals. Really yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of this was just like, Certain women went earlier than you'd expect, mm-hmm. or people went earlier than you'd expect and leaving other people available to teams who didn't think they'd have access, perhaps, to a player of that caliber. So, Well, what's kind of crazy about this, if you just said pick four players in any In one, the whole thing. In the whole thing, I think I would have picked the four play, <laughs> our four-person team. Like, forget totally. draft order. Like, I love our team, Jaume Martinez, Vich. It's Vic. Bitch, help me. We're gonna get there eventually, and I hope he doesn't hold it against us. And you know, if we're if we're completely wrong, you can call me Christine, and you can call her. Uh, what do people usually mistake? Joe. Joe. You're Julian. Joe oh Julian. But uh, yeah, JMV. We're going with JMV. Okay, so this is an up and coming singles god, a singles superstar, and super lucky. Brandon French, God bless him, um, my doubles partner from MLP, who I'm gonna play with more with this year has a wrist injury and cannot play with me in Takea in a couple of weeks in Fountain Valley. So I am going to play with Jaume and we're going to get some really cool practice in um, right before uh, MLP. And Kyle Yates has actually played against Jaume now twice, lost to him in a previous tournament in San Clemente, actually, where he was part, Kyle was partnered with Travis Redenmeyer and lost to Jaume and Jaume's partner, whose name escapes me currently. My point is like, wow, Jaume's a Deal. Like yeah. talk about and a steal. Talk about having Kyle in the room, who recently had an experience mm-hmm. with Yaume, who's then there to tell the ownership group, "Yes, this is a good idea." All of these draft picks have a lot of voices in the room, and when you can come to a consensus, everyone's happier. So no one can really be the only person who's fighting for a certain player. Which is such a great lead into why I think I wasn't drafted to premiere. Now that I've actually experienced the madness of this, where you have 120 seconds on the clock to make a pick, you've got uh, two, three players in the room, ownership, GM, coaches, uh, people that have been asked to sit in and help with the draft. I mean, you have all these voices and you have to keep perspective that I have been back playing professionally for five months, not even. You know, I came in in March when all the round one and two picks have, I mean, most players in general have set their playing schedules with their partners for the year. So I haven't even played with like some of the best players in the game as my yeah. partner. I haven't even played with a variety of partners yet. I don't live somewhere where I'm training in Austin, in South Florida. I, I'm not even training in LA. I'm training in like Indian Wells, California with you and a few other training partners. Um, so I think there's a lot of factors that go into this team composition. It's not, oh God, you know, we hate Jilly B or her personality's too strong. No, I mean, there were multiple instances where I was taking calls from owners and first round picks till 11 at night before the draft. Yeah, I know for a fact that I, my name was thrown out as a third round female pick. I know for a fact that two fourth round uh, female picks, my name was thrown out. And it's just a confluence 
of factors. It's play style. It's who are you playing with on the tour this year? Oh, you're playing with that partner. Grab her fourth round instead. Like it's to boil it down to people don't like this person or people feel that she's too this or too aggressive of a playing style is an immense oversimplification, which now I completely understand after being part of these phone conversations. Does that make sense? Yeah. And absolutely. There's that sense of urgency and that sense of timeliness. So yeah, there's no, there's no fingers to point at. It is what it is. And what may or may not happen in 2024 is there might be 14 or 16 premier teams and only eight challenger teams. So that's going to drastically change how that chain would go if you go all the way to 16 before you go back up the chain in that shuffle snake draft. I'm um, sorry, not the shuffle draft, but um, it'll be interesting to see how that really shakes up those fourth round picks. Um, I'm excited. You know, I think she who laughs last laughs hardest. And I do firmly believe that getting to be a part of this Netflix documentary and getting an opportunity to keep kind of like earning my stripes. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. this is a good thing. Like I should be back. Like, let me win another MVP. Let me win the super championship. Like there's nothing wrong with having more opportunities to kind of earn your stripes, play more. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of opportunities, I'm excited for the opportunity to sing for the next six months. So, Well, like I said, I've been hustling my whole life. Now it's official. There you go. In New York. Come on. Who doesn't want to be a part of a New York squad? So I think that's pretty much. Uh, I have one more thing to add. What was so crazy about this was concurrent to not being drafted to premiere, seeing a lot of like, you know, um, blogs. Oh, is she, you know, is her personality too strong? Do people just not like her so much? Like in the face of like kind of dislikes and drama, I had a viral video. We had Mm -hmm. a video where literally 2 million people, 2.2 million people, maybe the most viral pickleball video in history, literally concurrent to all of this negativity were people saying, I'm watching you. I like you. 20,000 likes. Yeah. And thousands of comments. Landing the plane in Denver on our way to Boulder on Monday or Tuesday. I don't even remember now. And by Wednesday, Jill was like, is this real? I think we were up to like 500,000. We woke up the morning of the draft. There was one million. I would like to go on record saying that I thought we could improve on the video and I was telling Jill we needed to refilm it. So who's wrong now? <laughs> and it was like the it was like one community was closing its arms to me. Yeah. And a broader community was opening it. And I thought that totally. was poetic to just to have perspective on everything. Absolutely. And I always come back to with Jill, like, why are we here? What are we doing? What is pickleball? We're here for the joy. We're here for the love. We're here because when pickleball wins, we all win. And to show people that you can play at the highest possible level in the sport and still be smiling and still yeah. be happy, right? Yeah. Like, we need more of that. Well, we have a mission statement. Yeah. Pickleball is joy. Don't ever let anyone convince you otherwise. Absolutely. So we hope that that is the reason why you tune into this pod. Yep. And we know there are other pods out there that have a slightly different lilt to their positivity, <laughs> negativity spectrum. So... Share, subscribe. Thank you for being here. Share the and joy. I'm sorry that no one won the PD God's gift certificate predicting when Jill would go drafted because they all thought it was between 25 and 44. 
So we'll come up with a new contest for you. We will. I promise that we will make it up um, to everyone who did participate. We will. Yeah. I want to figure out what the next like guessing game is. Yeah. Um, one person did say 50, which in a way is two. Wait, in the ni- yes. Oh, two. I was two thinking I mean, 50 so- was five and they actually accidentally got it right. And yeah. So uh, that's and, a someone did say one in challenger, but oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You got to get it right. You got to get it right. That's, um, that's fair. And props to, uh, Sam query for having a huge sense of humor about not getting drafted to challenger. I threw Sam's name out three separate times yeah. in, in two different, different places. The He'll get picked up in the shuffle. There's a lot of experimentation that goes on, especially in the shuffle draft when you don't have to worry about like, oh, if we don't put this person in the league, we don't get them at all. They can pick up from whoever. Who knows if the next, you know, tennis superstar just comes out of the woodworks. Jack Sock might be in the next shuffle draft. You no, never know. Nobody wanted Daniel De La Rosa in the no, first season. Yeah. And then we come in, we're like, oh my God, grab oh, Daniel. So I think a lot of this is like, I hate to say it, it's like IQ. It's like yeah. pickleball IQ. Totally, totally. Um, and uh, there are a lot of very established pros that are that are kind of like, you know, people aren't sure if... Uh, if it's worth the, we know how good you are versus we know how good you are right now, but maybe you're going to get better kind of picks. So there's a lot of that, mm-hmm. um, coming up. And we year, did, so a, exciting. we did a clinic in Boulder the night of the draft. So mm-hmm. after I didn't get drafted to premier and it's funny, I kind of went down, I kind of went into that totally sold out with a wait list, 20 person clinic with Scott Flegelman at Boulder pickleball club, which is an incredible facility, by the way, if you are ever in the Denver area yes. or Boulder area, you need to visit Boulder. 12 months a year, Club. indoor pickle, mm-hmm. great, great side space. It's an elegant way to say that, but either way. Professionally like, sized courts. There's plenty of room for your ATPs, let's just say. So I went into this 21st and sold out clinic and I kind of like had my head down a little bit. And it was so wild. The reception was like, congratulations, you're a hustler. That's the best team. Jill, this is so cool. Like, how do you feel? And it was, it was really yeah. cool. They're like, you know, the you know, number one female pick. And it was, it was so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks to Scott for having us. And we can't wait to come back. And, um, and also props to Tyra and to mm-hmm. Vivian Glosman and to Rachel Rohrbacher, who we had our eyes on as a potential challenger pick. And totally. obviously, uh, you know, some other, uh, some other owners in premier had, had their eyes on her too. So congrats to all the uh, players who, and, who moved um, up. Yeah. I think so exciting. There's some really exciting new, new females in the sport. And we're really glad that, uh, that the movement is coming. And I love the pathway of, of minor league to major league or minor league to challenger to major. Connor Garnett won a minor league. I forgot about that. Colin Schick won the collegiate. Oh my goodness, you're right. So let's talk college Maybe to also, challenger. I think he won the collegiate and then won a minor. Then went Sorry, to college challenger. to minor to challenger to major. That's like really cool to see the yeah. pathways working yeah. in the sport. That's really, really special because tennis failed at that. Completely right. failed at right. that. It's college right. is a dead end. You're either... The phenom, mm-hmm. you know, Anna Kornikova, who becomes a pro at 16. Coco Golf, Or um, modern. Who is the other um, really famous one whose decor we love. Oh, Marie Sharapova. <laughs> Japan de decor. Yes. Yeah. Marie Sharapova won Wimbledon at 16. Like, you just skip, you skip college and go straight pro. Um, and uh, I, uh, I hope to see college pickleball become a real thing because... College sports, as we can both attest, 
like family, they're fun, they're like their own kind of sorority, mm-hmm. fraternity, and um, it's great. It's lead into time management and all the other skills. So it's something I, I hope people have the option to choose pickleball and, um, and pursue that college scholarship soon. You know, Kristen, you played minor league pickleball. Maybe what's next for you is, uh, is challenger. You never know. Hey, after your knee surgery <laughs> in one week, I mean, I mean, I can come jump on. for like seven or eight months. All I'm going to be doing is watching the best pickleball players in the world and never missing a You're shot. You're going to be so bionic. Basically I have an advantage. So I know we have a ton to talk about on this pod, but I do want to kind of put a pin in major league pickleball. You have studied this maybe as much, if not more than team owners and GMs and coaches. In fact, Forbes put out an article on like draft strategies that literally emulated everything we had talked about, which I'm not saying they copied you. I'm just saying like, yeah, you know, you know what you're talking about. So who are the teams? And then we'll move on from MLP talk. Who are the teams that you really like? What are your thoughts? Well, my first pick is not a huge, you know, outlier original pick in Premier because it's Annalie Waters' team. She went number two. She grabbed Arena, the MLP goat. Which just ensures proven... a victory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, again, snagged Thomas in a late round and then grabbed his cousin AJ wow. in the fourth round, which Steals. was a bit of the talk of Premier that AJ went second to last, um, partially, I guess, because of that one day he's going to miss for a wedding. But that's going to be a a tough team to beat if they just play normal. And uh, the other team that I think is more significant, because this is a team that kind of needs to pull themselves back up into Premier, Mm -hmm. and that is DC, who um, started out a little slow in Challenger and then came on strong at, at San Clemente with some good results. You guys played them twice, beat them twice, but they looked good, and um, now they've got Riley, both Kawamoto's, and uh, Christian Alshon. Wow, what a team. What a from, team. From Premier, which, um, again, was interesting that they could have grabbed AJ, too. But, um, but uh, it, should be, it should be some good, good pickleball and, and from, re- from them, I think. Remind uh, our listeners and our viewers what these owners are fighting for this season, this year. Yeah, yeah. So part of what's so cool about this year is every team did three of each. Three Premier, three Challenger. And they play those three events and then flip-flop leagues do the whole draft again, which we just saw. Then we'll have these three events after these three conclude the full six of 2023, moving into the 2024 season, the top at least 12, maybe 14 or 16. There's no official word on that. We'll start next year as premier and stay premier until the whole season ends. And we will then promotion and relegation like English Premier League Soccer, hence the name Premier. Um, and I also don't know if there's an official word on that, if it's two teams moving up and down or one, but either way. I don't way, know how that's going to work. I just the know bottom the, of the top the owners down are to really, the top of the bottom. Right. The owners are really good. fighting right now for overall standings. They want to make sure they're ending in that top exactly. 14 or 16, exactly. whatever the number is. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's fun from a challenger perspective because they care equally, like the hustlers care deeply about our performance as much, if not more, actually, than they did about their previous team of Anna Bright and Tyson and, and, and Rafa and Lacey because they have to perform. They, yeah. we, we have to perform yeah. to help get them up. So obviously New York is sitting in a pretty solid position yeah. right now. I, I need to help get them up or keep them no, where they are. No, no, no. I, you're, you're totally right with the general concept. All I was going to say is obviously you guys are the team to beat with two premier players and Sarah Ansbury and like the newest hot stud in 
in singles with Jaume. Let's go. Give but me a target. The other for that. teams, I think you guys are going to have to really watch out for. SoCal Hard Eights. Who's on that team? And that is Ava and Yana. Great. Which is another, like, how did Yana end up second? It's a great team. Pick. That's a great team. Um, and then CJ, the young lefty who's like six foot seven. How tall is he? I don't, I don't think he's that tall, but I threw his name out a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then Todd Fout, Fought. Fout. Fout. Todd Fout. I'm sticking with it. Um, who was on the, uh, if he's going to pronounce it folk, just spell it F O A T like boat, but with an F, but we'll talk to him about that later. <laughs> I always try and tell people that my name is pronounced via W A L L A naturally it's via, uh, but no one bites. And then the other S team, Seattle, your former GM, Dave Fleming running that boat. Obviously they had been before and they're pretty much a lock for premier. It would take a near, you know, Every year. team, every player on their team would probably have to come down with uh, some kind of uh, deadly illness for that not to, to stick. But your boy Brandon French, they picked up oh, the fourth round. Um, and then they've got Lena and Megan, who um, both arguably could have been first round picks, as well as the nicest guy in Challenger, West Burroughs. Oh, Brandon so I still think that, uh, that that's a team to watch out for. But we'll see. It should be fun. It should be fun. Some definite, interesting uh teams picked too, which I will not divulge my thoughts on, but uh, I'm curious to see how some teams I'm like a little curious about. This is a positive pod, positive but if pod. you uh, write into this pblife at gmail.com, Kristen will give you her unfettered <laughs> thoughts on teams that were drunk when they picked. Find me in person at an event and I'm sure I'll let it fly. No, actually, I don't think those team owners were drunk when they picked. What I think they did was they threw all the available names into a hat and they closed their eyes yeah. and they put their hand in and they saw who came out and then announced a name. Yeah. Oh, and real quick, so we can really end this with a bang. Uh, the NML guys did call you the Annalie Waters of Challenger, so I'll take we'll it. See if you can live up to it. I'll try and live up to that. Just 16 years times two. So shall we move on to Denver? Um, I, yes, we should move on to Denver. We stayed in Denver with um, a gentleman named Mike. I called him five minutes before we were ready to show up to our other host house. Your your college yes. roommate yes. and yes. playing partner. Um, and we learned that she was about 40, 35, 40 minutes away. And I remembered that our dear friend, Brian Shapiro from Orange County had connected us to this guy, Mike. So we called him and I'm like, hi, this is Jilly B. I heard you live like one mile from the venue. Is it cool if my wife and I, um, pull up to your house in like the next five minutes and stay with you? It's the natural next question. No pressure. No pressure. And his natural response to two strangers staying with him five minutes before their arrival was, sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is the pickleball community. This is what pickleball is about, you guys. And if you didn't realize, the viral video that we put out was all about that in a uh, slightly comedic spin about it being also like a cult. But like, you don't need anything. You show up to pickleball and pickleball goes like this. They spread their arms and they give you a big bear hug. And there are very few sports, especially tennis and golf. Very few anything in life. Or especially not tennis and golf, I should say. You know, there's this um, phrase, if you haven't been a burning man, or if you have friends that have gone, and it's the ply will provide. Like, literally, just ask. What you need, the ply provides. So our joke is, like, 
pickleball is the playa, it will provide. The community of pickleball will always provide. Yes, absolutely. So we stayed with Mike, who was awesome. Like, I actually don't have a full vocabulary to describe how, like, welcoming he was and, like, dry sense of humor. Just that kind of person you feel like you've known your whole life after five minutes. Why does this always happen? All of our hosts, I'm like, have I known you? Like, were we, like, married in a separate life? Hey, positivity always wins. They find us. It's magnetic attraction. And uh, so he's like, hey, I have a surf camp in Mexico, and um, there's this really cool place called Trace Palapas. Have you heard of it? It's... 10 pickleball courts in Baja, Mexico. It's literally pickleball heaven. And I was like, what? How have I not heard of this place? Yeah. And in fairness, Ben Johnson and Tyson have been running camps there for years. And apparently, so, so we go on, we Google it and I'm like, we have to go here. We have to bring like an intimate group here. Like, I'm obsessed with this. And it's literally pickleball heaven in kind of a, a city that has been explained to me as Joshua Tree meets Newport Beach. And I'm like, well, I live in Palm Springs and which is basically Joshua Tree. My I grew up in Newport, Newport Beach. <laughs> yes. So like within 24 hours of finding out about this place, we're on a call with the owners, Paul and Sally, who are amazing. They're from Vancouver Island. Um, they used to be uh, ranchers, Canadians. cowboys in mm-hmm. Wyoming, right? Yep, yep. And they retired to Mexico. They were just gonna build one pickleball court, but they said they don't do anything small. They only know how to do big. So they built 10 courts. They have condos on the property, uh, food and beverage, incredible hospitality. Um, they get pros to come out, do pro-ams, tournaments, clinics. So my point is, within like 24 hours now, we're planning like a very intimate, uh, probably I'll keep it eight people. Yeah, we're going to do a scouting trip. And then we're going to open it up to uh, all of all of you Jilly B super fans out there. So we're going to do, um, for our next I'm one. calling it the, the Jilly B Pickleball Escape at Trace Palapas. Baja, Mexico, intimate group, you know, really great semi-private great no instruction. <laughs> We're going to go mid-October. I mean, if you are interested, email thispblife at gmail.com. We might end up with like one or two spots this trip, but I definitely want to plan something either uh, December, January, February, March of, uh, you know, moving forward. But yeah, we're going to have mid-October, eight people. Like I said, if you're interested, hit us up. Yeah, it's we'll going to be really a lot of one on one time. to the highest bidder. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Probably three days, three hours of instruction each day. It's going to be fun. Chill. Yeah. Super chill. As much about the uh, environment as it is about the instruction. 100%. Yeah, you nailed it. Absolutely. So super, super excited for that in October. And uh, as, as promised, we're still going to Margaritaville uh, at some point in, I think, December. So we're going to do a double, double Mexico trip. I'm going to go from never having been to Mexico to just moving to Mexico for a month. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I got to get my uh, realtor's license in Mexico now. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I also did want to uh, circle back a little bit to, to the Boulder Clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite part of, of the Boulder Clinic besides the facilities, as we talked about, as far as the instruction-wise? Uh, tell the people what they missed. I think Scott and I developed literally like a scalable model of these like two hour clinics that was so helpful for the students. Efficient and so like such a great mix of demonstration, instruction and drilling and you guys bopping around. Yep. And Kristen videoed most of the, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of demo before we actually sent the players out on the court. So we're going to actually upload those to a Google drive and make them publicly available 
Um, I think what was so helpful was this, especially, or in particular, this one drill that I would encourage everyone listening to try at home, because I think it was the greatest improvement, the quickest and greatest improvement I've ever seen in students from one drill. And it was a dinking pattern drill, a strategy drill. Cause I can't tell you how many times I hear even from four Oh four five, five Oh players, literally like, yeah, I get up there and like, I don't have like a pattern. Mm-hmm. There's just like cross court dink, cross court dink. Yeah. Hit it low. And there's so much more to it. And right. I think coming from golf, people get really screwed up with chipping because they get too slow and guidey or too defensive about trying to make the ball not go too far. And I always come back to the Tom Kite uh, aphorism of, you know, there's no conservative swings, only conservative targets. Right. And I think that absolutely translates to dinking. Yes, it does. In my humble 4-0 opinion that when you feel like a victim and you're surviving dinking, that's when you pop it up or you're just going cross court dictating, dictating that dinking and you're being aggressive with your dinks and purposeful and intentional with your targets. That's when you hit your best dinks. So this dinking drill, and I totally agree with you had, um, three targets on each side of the court. So one target in, in each corner and then one target on the left foot of the right sided player or the the backside foot, the backhand foot assuming the player is obviously right-handed. Right. And we put that target. But wait, wait, if they were lefty, Mm -hmm. where would you be aiming? If not their backhand foot. Well, their backhand foot is going to be already a cone. Yeah. It's already a cone. It's already the target, the other target, just to be clear. Yep. So your target is the far corner or the inside foot of that righty player. Correct. And take that, um, left foot of the right-sided player, that target, and push it back a couple feet. Because that's that's what, you don't want to put it like right on their left foot. You want to put a little bit behind them, which means... They have to either let it bounce and kind of move back. Right. Or try and reach in, but it's already only six inches off the ground. And so Scott and I were doing this drill, practicing before the clinics, the students arrived, and we were laughing so hard. We were like, this is really helping us. Like, how come I'm not doing this more? And then I swear it helped my play. It helped my dinkings in the, the Denver PPA. And I'm a pro. So it's just amazing how much like information there still is to glean on pickleball instruction, how there really is no like standard pedagogy yeah. yet in existence and how much Scott and I just loved this drill and how much it helped us. So um, we'll put in like a photo of what this drill looked like if you're visual and not auditory like I am. And then I really encourage you to try it at home and let me know. Cause I, I literally think this is something from two out of five O that yeah. could benefit from, yeah. or obviously six O. <laughs> and another cool thing at Boulder is he has a skinny court. So it's a full depth, but only one half of the court. And he also has a kitchen court that's full width, but only the kitchen line plus a foot. So when you're hitting that perfect spot, you actually have like a little bevel of the pickle roll where you can see you actually hit that perfect spot and the ball will kick. So it's a really cool thing that uh, people could add at their, at their indoor facilities for sure. So we're going to take a really quick break right here. You're going to hear from our newest sponsor, Ruck, ruckpack.com. That's R-U-K. If you want to support K-Dubs and your girl, Jilly B, please support our sponsors. Support those who support us. Thanks, guys. Those who are called to do a lot, carry a lot. The makers, the doers, the movers. 
moving at a fast pace requires tools that keep up, that lighten the load, that push us forward. Because with the right tools, there's nothing you can't shoulder. Welcome back. We are going to pivot now to uh, a little bit of a dive into the actual event in Denver, the OSNAP PPA Denver Open. Okay, uh, we're not we're not sponsored by OSNAP, but this is really I do cool. like their pickles. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> they were okay. Pickles in a portable bag, like baggy, right? Like you'd snack yeah. on chips. Like literally zip top, rip top reach in sliced pickles. And there is none of the brine or there's like a little bit of brine at the bottom. So they're Let's not be honest. Messy. Everyone's looking for that pickle brine shot anyway. So you just pop that into your mouth. Okay. I'm not going to lie. They weren't as good as Grillo's, but at the same time, the convenience is unmatched. Yeah. No, it's definitely like the thing I literally learned. And I think economics class in high school or marketing class in college or something about Literally what happened when the carrot business decided to make baby carrots. <laughs> they are not just young carrots. If you didn't already realize this, baby carrots are just carrots that have gone through a slice and dice machine to make them that size. And all of a sudden they charged three times more and sold three times more. So that's like a six X something or other in the world of carrots, just by slicing them into portable pieces. And it's like, how have carrot, how have, the other vegetables not caught up sooner. We learned okay. this in like the eighties. I've got a real question for you. Is the best thing to ever happen to pickles, pickleball? Um, like, can we track pickle sales in the past literally, four years? Between Vlasic Classic, an APP event, Oh Snap, and Grillo sponsoring MLP. I mean, it's a, it's a tough race. Oh my God. I have definitely increased my consumption of pickles since participating in professional pickleball. Yeah, there's just something about that subliminal marketing of pickle. So Even though it funny. had nothing to do with pickles, the well, naming of the sport. Believe things. it or not, a two-minute tangent on pickles was not originally slated not for the, this podcast. Not in the outline. It was not but, in the outline. But back to O-Snap, the Denver <laughs> Open. Uh, Jill played with two mover-uppers, Pablo and Tyra. Yeah. So that was a fun one. They got, uh, they got brought down by this challenger, Chica Jilby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually thought I played great. And Jill both had a partner uh, drop last minute. and uh, Yeah, I was supposed to play with Brandon. He was supposed to play with Ava Radzikowska. And um, oh, both of your uh, your uh, MLP teammates. Mm -hmm. and, um, and Tyra, who Jill played with in uh, St. George. So only at high altitude, Jill plays with Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we don't hit it hard at all, Tyra yeah. or me. Or, or so I really need that extra, yeah. No, it's so funny. I mean, I hit this grooving, moving paddle, if y'all don't already know, harder than literally any other paddle I've ever tried. And there was a definite point in time where Kristen looked at me and was like, I think you need to play the raw 13X, uh, which is yeah. a grooving paddle as well, because I was definitely struggling to keep the ball in the court, even having gotten there four days early. It's like, what do I got to like move to high altitude for yeah. two weeks to be well, able to we compete? We did talk about coming to Aspen before Denver. Oh my God. So I guess maybe that was it, but 
No, I think you and Tyra played um, really well. Obviously, Yana and Lauren are formidable foes. They've yeah. been making it into, you know, semifinals and winning bronze and maybe even a silver this year. Yeah, um, they made it to the finals of, of North Carolina. So we lost in three games to Lauren Stratman and Yana Newell. And we were up, I think, like 9-4, 9-5 in the first. So we really should have won the first. Um, but we didn't. And we did win the second. So we put ourselves in a tough position having to play a third even. And, uh, you know, just really little things that make a big difference. Kudos to Yana and Lauren. I thought they played great. It was a death battle to the end. Uh, down 8-5, I pulled my right hamstring, which is not the reason we lost, but it is super unfortunate. And now my, I heard it, I heard it pop. And I went down and we took like a two minute medical timeout. Tyra, actually we have video of this, is like laughing as I'm laying on the ground and I'm laughing too. Like it actually was sad <laughs> and funny. And she fell too in the first game trying to, yeah. she's so fast. I mean, you guys' defense is just so fun to watch. We're it's really like, hard to get through. You need it because that's like my favorite part is watching every ball you get. I'm like, oh my God, they got that one too. Well, we're a tough team because we're tough to attack. And we're, so at the net, we're almost impossible to attack. And we are almost impossible to get through if you put us both at the baseline because she's so fast and I'm so long. Yeah, at one point she got a ball behind you and you switched. Yeah. And then she was ready to switch all the way back and get the other wide one. But I was going to say in the first game she fell because she ran out of court and ran into the, uh, what do you call like, that? Um, cement bleachers. divider? Yeah, bleachers? the cement kind of bleachers. So, yeah, the court ends and there's a... She slid ball. into it. I felt like, actually I was worried. She hit her foot. Hit I'm sure into it's it. extra dusty right there too. And she's laughing like, "Hey, I was going to get that ball, but there's this like cement immovable object that inhibited me." So totally. I'm laughing at her as she's on the and ground. She's was... laughing at me as I'm on the ground. Like we yeah. laugh a lot. Like she's yeah. she is a lot of fun to play totally. with. Totally, totally. She's, she's got the right and, perspective. Uh, and there was another point that they hit wide um, to your left side where it just like bounced too far to get over oh, yeah. the other net wall that you couldn't get like a far enough back and left to get that you were like there for and you're like that you know almost like when baseball outfielders have to like climb the fence that to get match, I felt like a baseball outfielder yeah, yeah. like jumping over obstacles like, uh, to get balls I felt literally like I was watching padel yeah where if you guys don't realize it's a game that's very popular in España and in in all of uh, Europe right now where you play in a cage but sometimes they hit it so hard, yeah. it bounces over the cage or and through the door. run out the door, mm -hmm. get the ball back over the wall, and run back in the court and keep going. That's what it felt it, like. That, that is what that doing. whole match felt like. We were playing platform tennis. So, super fun. And um, it'll be uh, fun to see you play with Tyra again at Nationals. Is yep, we're playing Nationals. We're playing Hilton Head. I can't remember if we have one more on the books. Um, God, I feel like the season's going so quickly like the second half of the year I think I'm not playing as many I'm not playing Seattle Cincinnati uh Kansas Orlando. City Orlando not playing not and then playing. you are playing everything else Takea is obviously here Seattle next week sorry I'm getting surgery so I need a nurse um and then I'm hoping then my late Takea. my hamstring yeah. is better in two weeks like it's okay and then yeah hope your leg heals while you're healing me yeah. Pass my healing on to you. I've been using the beamer literally three times a day, and I think that I'd be in a way worse position. Oh, yeah. oh we've been asked a lot if the beamer discount is still available. It's um, a supplies last situation, right? Yeah, it's so the answer to that is it's a supplies last situation. I think they're almost out, but email us at this pblife at gmail.com and we will do literally everything in our power to get you not only the discount, but to get you 
get you product. They're, yeah. they're almost out. And to connect you with uh, people who can answer all of the um, medical questions you might have, as we, of course, are not certified to answer them all, but we are certified to tell you our own personal uh, experience with the Beamer is that, like, I was in so much pain with my meniscus tear and leading into my, yeah. into my um, surgery. And, like, as soon as we started using the Beamer, I was almost like, should I cancel surgery again? Because um, I have zero yeah. pain now. Um, sleeps better, happier. Um, it's just eight minutes, cycles twice a day, sometimes Crazy. twice a day. Super easy. Um, um, speaking portable. of wall, yeah, super portable. Oh, my gosh. we all Okay, so rechargeable. We, we, uh, plug it in. So we brought our Beamer unit on the airplane, and it's definitely like a strange shape. Well, that's much a strange shape. Long, it's a long shape. Long shape. And it's super lightweight, really portable. But of course, the gate agents like, what is whoa, this? where are you going that? with that? Yeah. And we're like, oh, it's a you know PMF medical, medical device. device. She's like, I've never seen that. No way. And like, didn't want to let us on. Yeah. And another person was like, well, if you're using it on the plane, then you can take it. It's a real Which I did well, use. I did plane. use it on yeah. the plane. Anyway, so we got, we got on with it. I pulled like a pro athlete card and I said, I just spoke with the device rep and he assured me it was, we were allowed to fly with it, which was true. I didn't make that up. Yeah. And again, just to be clear, Beamer is, um, a PEMF device, which attacks, well, helps the, uh, blood flow at the smallest capillary level where it is, it is really hard to, uh, fix in any other way, um, other than, um, with the Beamer. Tyson McGuffin is a sponsored athlete, huge supporter of it. Cleans out the pipes. Blood flow is everything. You got blood in every part of your body. It makes everything work. So it makes everything work better. Super excited for that, uh, that Beamer relationship. So any other uh, Denver Denver things? Oh, any other Denver Nuggets? Get it? Yes, Get it? Denver Nuggets. Yes. Speaking of, no, nah, I don't know how to tie this in uh, with the Nugget. But I did go and play golf with. Uh, my really good friend, Ashley, who I used to go on tour with when I was trying to play pro golf. We have shared a ton of hilarious and fun memories, including Mexican memories. This is the only time I ever went surfing was with Ashley. And I don't know if you legally can even call it surfing, but we played some golf out at her country club and I get back to my car and the tire had gone flat. And um, I'm out towards Red Rocks where they uh, have awesome concerts. So it's like a little farther away from town. Uh, as we said earlier, like 30, 40 minutes. And I'm like, oh God, do I call Hertz? Do we call a tow truck? Do we get rid of the car? Do I try and find some dude inside who can help me change it? I found like the jack in the back. And um, Jill's on the phone with USAA. We end up getting a USAA um, guy to come help change the tire. And I'm chatting with this guy who, as he's changing the tire. And uh, it turns out his wife plays pickleball. She's super into it. We got the tickets. <laughs> and I send him... Uh, jill's instagram uh handle and he writes me back oh i saw your video yesterday <laughs> so you just can't make this stuff up oh. the pickleball world is both small and large i love it i love it. i think on that um uh on that topic of like the joy and the positivity that like we feel in pickleball and that's the videos and the content we try and create and what we try and spread on this podcast i will say one negative comment on the video, which I do want to address here because I think it's hysterical. And I rarely, okay, get into fighting with people online, but this one was too good to pass up. It's been a while since we did a mean tweets. I, I haven't had a lot of <laughs> mean, mean Instagram comments. 
So this, the, the, the through line of the negativity on this uh, viral video, which was all about like, what is pickleball? I say in the video, oh, it's like tennis, but actually fun. So a lot of people wrote, it's like tennis, but you don't have to be athletic whatsoever to do it. Oh, funny. And so, or it's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's just, just basically how like tennis is this, you know, premier epitome of athleticism. And so I responded like, Hey, I played D one scholarship tennis for a top 16 in the country team. I can tell you pickleball requires athleticism. Yeah. Like if you want to say tennis requires more, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. We can have that say, conversation. Like, that's actually still part of the positive part of it is that you can be as athletic as you want to be. You can do as much exercise as you want to be. If you want to play, you know, two bounce, lazy pickleball where you can't run anything down, you can still play. I've watched it. I've watched people fluff, fluff, Whoa. fluff the ball and they're still having a ball. That's like me saying, and it's more exercise than they would ever get anywhere else. And then this no, no. And then, so so I took on those people, but the analogy or, or the, the concept that pickleball requires no athleticism is akin to me watching baseball, a sport that I don't play and going, God, they just stand around the whole time. Bowling. Aren't they just drinking beer the whole time? It's like so ignorant. Any sport where you drive a cart while you play isn't a sport. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I I was pleased to be able to respond in a manner that was like, oh, you want to compare this to tennis? I played a little bit of tennis. And then I eventually wrote one guy like, you know what? It's so easy. You're right. You should go pro. You should just take on all of these guys and girls. Beat, yeah. beat them to death. You're so good. Totally. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, I love it. Bring it on. Bring on all of the uh, disputes. What do you call it in sales? Oh, the objections. Arguments. Objections. I'd love to handle those objections. Bring on the objections and I will diffuse them one by one. <laughs> um, so yeah, super fun experience. I did get home safe uh, from that flat tire. So Thank you so much to uh, Craig, I believe his name was. Shout out to Craig. And USA. Appreciate you. And I hope your wife had fun watching. Oh, snap. <laughs> UPA Denver. Um, I heard, I saw some comments actually on the feed that was like, oh my God, oh, snap's the worst title ever for no, a No, it's great. For a, a, a sporting event. I was like, what? I love it. It's so easy to remember. Yeah, it makes me want to say it every oh, single snap. time. Um, but whatevs, no, no, uh, no publicity is bad publicity, right? So yeah, that was Denver and here we are. And next week we will talk about the rest of our awesome week in Aspen. Yep. Um, can't wait to, uh, experience some more of my hometown. Uh, what else are we going to talk about next week or did you have any other, uh, final, uh, thoughts? Oh, we did have a Jilly B question. Dear Jilly B. So this is the most important Dear Jilly B question that we've had yet on the podcast. What is my sunblock, exact sunblock regimen? If you guys Uh, don't know, Jill is the most uh, diligent and intelligent and proactive person I have ever met when it comes to sun protection, whether that is big brims, or as we like to call her GFK with all of that sunscreen on her face, mean, mean, being pretty white 
We call her the ghost face killer. Yeah, my favorite's when our friends Mickey and Lindsay shout out to, to our girls, Mickey and Lindsay in NYC, come and watch me play and yell, let's go ghost face killer GFK. Um, so I use two products. Uh, one is called Sun Zapper by Zinc Stick, not sponsored by either of these products. But here's the key. You have to mix it because it's chalky and tacky with something creamy. And I don't care what you mix it with. You can mix it with um, makeup concealer. You can mix it with a tinted moisturizer. I use my shell, uh, tinted moisturizer, SPF 50. They stopped making it. Now they only make it in 30. It doesn't really matter because the zinc stick is so strong. So I form a paste in my hand and then I apply it. And the only downside is that sun zapper zinc stick is so thick. Just when you get home, you've, you've got to like take a washcloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to take a washcloth soap and just really like scrub it off of your skin because it's not coming off. Um, I have tried every combination, white zinc, um, uh, coats, failing said. coats is a great, yeah. All failing coats is a great brand, but yeah. for, for me, this combination of the sun zapper zinc stick plus something creamy is literally impenetrable. Yeah. Uh, I put on the, and then the best part of the sun zapper zinc stick is the back of your hands. You just take, uh, you don't have to get your hands dirty for this. You literally just go like this, you color your left hand, then you take your left hand, flip it over, put it on the top of your right hand, blend your hands together. And cause it's so chalky, it won't get on your uh, it won't get on your grip and it's not greasy. So you can play without feeling like, oh my God, my hands are greasy now. I cannot stand that, that feeling true. of greasy your, hands when I play. Your grips are not as brown as, as they, they used to be from the tinted sunscreen. So um, and I go. think one of our, our favorite listeners, Scott, hi Scott, hey, reached Scott. out with some questions. I don't know. And there was one that really struck me. Uh, Scott asked, what does a Sunday morning in our household uh-huh. look like? Do you not well, remember this? Days of the week, they're all the same. What's a Sunday? <laughs> the only thing that separates Sunday is that Monday we're doing the pod. <laughs> but yes, most mornings start with me making lattes. One of my great joys in life since I make no food. Jill makes all the food. The one thing I do is the lattes in the morning in our Breville machine. Uh, followed by Roar, our favorite electrolyte drink that now supports the PPA, which is awesome. Um, followed by uh, a little bit of a planning session over uh, what we're going to do with the mm-hmm. uh, kind of videos that we're filming or editing or posting. And, um, and a lot of times, uh, right, to, right to training, pickleball, uh, one way or another. We're usually up between six and seven, depending on if Toby the tabby, who meows. He doesn't meow. He like, what do you call that? Screech? Yeah. Yeah. It depends, like, what time he has woken us up in the morning, like 1 a.m. Yeah, or 5 a.m. with nothing in between. I don't know if he's ever growing out of it. Um, usually Kristen will realize she has a lesson to go teach, like, seven minutes before the lesson. And it sounds like this, oh, shit. And then I know, like, ex- like. If I hear that from the opposite side of the house, like I know exactly what is happening. Yeah, she yeah. forgot a Just lesson. Cue for Jill to be like, "Let me make you avocado toast and a smoothie. Don't worry, it'll only take six minutes. I should have left six minutes ago." And then there will be like a full discussion that takes three minutes on like, "Wait, should you take the car? Mm-hmm. We have one car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll or take the cart. We have a you golf cart. Car. So who's taking like what vehicle where? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that takes us to about like eleven a.m. 
yeah, there's the, there's a Sunday morning. Yeah. Come to the desert. It's glorious. It is pretty glorious. And it's one fifteen there right now, so I'll stick to Aspen. Thank yeah. you, Kyron, for taking care of the cats. Thank you, Kyron. Couldn't do it without you. Um, one last thing before we sign off. We talked about some goods, the Beamer uh, going as supplies last. The Move-In, the Groovin' Move-In paddle, which just launched and started shipping last Saturday, is also going really, really fast. So if you have not tried this paddle yet, discount code JillyB. It's Thermoform, you guys. Like, where else can you get $159 with my discount? Thermoform paddle with the most grit possible on a paddle. Like, you tell me where you can find that. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to know. <laughs> totally, totally. And they have every shape under the sun um, in their raw series, too. Yep. So we just got... Um, got a full uh, catalog of they have kind of round ones they have wide body they have elongated handle elongated uh, face so every shape you could ever desire plus a lot of cool unique uh edge guards that are very colorful super excited to uh to see that hot pink out on the court so we're gonna see you guys next week we will release a pod next week and of course write us with any questions this pblife at gmail.com And remember, we have a new sign-off. Pickleball is is joy. joy. Don't let anyone try and tell you otherwise. This Pickleball Life is a Tomahawk production. 100% organic, self-made, and homegrown. Music by K-Dubs. Editing by K-Dubs and Jilly B. Check out pbgods.com and use code PBLIFERS for 10% off your next order. Do you have a question for Jilly B? Email us at thispblife at gmail.com to be included in future episodes. Don't forget to click subscribe. This Pickleball Life.